you've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur french thompson where consistently we bring you ideas concepts and exposure to thoughtful content lifestyle enhancements and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode Welcome, welcome, welcome back to All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the Connoisseur of French Thompson. I thank each and every one of you all for joining today. I'm just going to be honest. I really like my theme music. And so as uh, I kicked it off, started nodding my head, and then I remembered that I had to actually turn it down and do the introduction. That's just a tad bit of French Thompson today. So all of that. So uh, to those that are returning uh, listeners, the connoisseurs, thank you all for tuning in today. Thank you for your support over uh, almost 8000 downloads uh, to date. And it's been pretty cool, pretty awesome along this way. And if this is your first time tuning in, well, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Um, this is where we just kind of get together and talk and celebrate and talk about a lot of things that are awesome in the world today. <clears throat> and What's super special about this episode is that we are at the end of our Superwoman series. It has been a great two months of celebrating uh, awesome women who are doing it in their field. And I've had a great opportunity to catch up with folks I haven't spoken to in a while and then to also interview people that I've known for uh, a pretty long time. Speaking of people that I've known for a pretty long time, uh, today's guest is special as all of mine are. But this person, um, I would say, knows me the longest ever, uh, uh, besides my parents. Why? Because it's my sister. So welcome to the podcast. Emerald, how are you? I am well, well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, this is awesome. Awesome. So I started off the whole Superwoman series by interviewing my wife. And then in the middle of the series, I got to interview my mother. And I felt that it would be perfect to... Uh, close out the Superwoman series by interviewing my sister as essentially those are the three super most super women. Uh, that's interesting because super is a uh, is an adjective, you know, kind of, you know, describing something. So most super, more super, super, super. Uh, but yes, the three super women, uh, most super women in my life. Uh, and this is great to be able to to chat. That's a whole lot there that I've said. So Emerald. Uh, as we talked, um, there's there's a lot that I just want to pick your brain. We talk okay. often, and um, mm-hmm. I think I've spoken to you for the last 38 years. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll let the podcast audience get to learn a little bit more about you as well. So uh, as we start off the podcast, we had an opportunity just for our guests to kind of introduce themselves. So if you would kind of tell us where you're from, um, you know what you went to school for. Well, where you live now, what you do now, and any other kind of high level, just this is me. And then we'll kind of dig into all of it as we uh, go along there. Okay, sounds great. Well, my name is Emerald Washington. I am uh, was raised in the Washington, D.C. area um, where I attended um, all of my schooling, elementary, middle, and high school, graduated, and then went to Benedict College in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, I studied um, business administration, focusing in management and finance, and graduated in 2003. 
And um, from there, I've had a career um, mainly in the accounting field. Um, about midway through, I start um, started to focus in a little bit more on the HR side. And um, that has been kind of like my focus and passion ever since. Um, more, and then focusing um, where my career is now, more on the administrative functions of organization, um, being the administrative directors. My current title now is chief of staff. And um, so, yeah, so over the last almost 20 years, it's just been numbers, people, and, you know, um, organizing things. So that's, that's what I do and who I am. So um, since you're my sister, like it's like a thousand different ways that we can have this conversation. But okay. I'll try to stick to my script here. Um, <laughs> so is is this what you thought that you would do? I'll just start from there. Is this what okay. you thought you would do, you know, after graduating high school, right? That you, know, you would kind of go down this path or did you, did you kind of envision something different? Oh, totally different. Mm. Totally different. Um, no, my goal when I went to college was to become a lawyer, um, a corporate lawyer. I knew exactly the type of law I wanted to study and practice. Um, so that's why I went to, went to undergrad and studied business. And um, I thought that it would be a good, um, that was my whole focus all the way up until I graduated. Mm. I was going to go to, go to um, law school after college and, you know, those things like that. And, but then, you know, as they always say, life happens. Um, nothing really diverted me from that um, goal or that dream, except for really ironically, it was, it was kind of the family life. Mm. Um, you know, me, uh, wanting to go in one direction and being pulled in another, trying to balance, um, independence with dependence, still pen dependent on parents, mm. um, and being guided, you know, by what they still wanted me to do rather than what I do, I wanted to do. And so, um, you find yourself doing things that you didn't think that you would do, you know, because, um, people had a different opinion of how you should go and you know I wasn't I, at the time I wasn't strong enough to stand up and say no I'm going to do exactly what I said I was going to do and I'm going to do it the way I want to do it not the way that you want me to do it so here we go you know I'm learning now and I'm finding my way back to happiness and understanding that you know what my passion is and what my gifts and talents are and, and focusing on that to ensure that um, that is what guides my career as now I've let a lot of that other stuff go, you know? That's good. That's good. All right. So, huh. In our life, uh, mm -hmm. lives, you've always had to go first, right? I mean, it's just, it's just, right. It's mom, right. mom, dad, Emerald and Trey. Um, mm -hmm. and so with that, right. Because I mean, honestly, um, you know, outside of, of mom, like you were the, the first like superwoman in my life, right? Because literally mm -hmm. it's like, hey, you're two years older. I sit here and watch everything you're going through. Um, right. Uh, what was that like kind of growing up and being being first, right? Um, it, be it first in the experiment of parenting of our parents, <laughs> be it first kind of, you know, braving life uh, and, and having honestly 
um, the responsibility of looking out for me along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like? It was, um, you, you didn't realize it until, I really didn't realize until probably I went to high school. Mm. Um, because, you know, you just um, live in life. You're a kid, you know. So, but it just, it did the, started to dawn on me that I was the um, science experiment. Like, oh, let's see how this works. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, we'll, we'll do something different with Trey. <laughs> so, um, so I think that, um, you know, it, it was it was interesting to really realize that, hey, you know, that I don't I don't want to say that, you know, like, I was, they were trying to figure it out. Our parents were trying to figure it out with me. But it's just things that they didn't know. And as they did things with me or did things for me, it made them more prepared to, you know, help you go in the direction that you went into. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, it, you benefited from, um, the knowledge and the in the you know me being the the test dummy um, <laughs> so to speak um, saying oh okay well now now that I know these opportunities or these type of educational um, opportunities or things like that are available it's too late for me because you found out after the fact but we can definitely make sure that you know Trey is set up and you know good to go. And I don't think that I you know I I didn't lack in anything. You know I yeah. still got a great education um, where I went to school. I you know I excelled at my leadership um, endeavors and things like that. Um, so you know there was no you know no things that feeling that I you know got the short end of the stick at all. But um, and then also also after a while, especially when I went to college, it was an honor to be able to you know, show you the way and show you how to, you know, do things and, you know, be the big sister where you could come down and spend time with me in college before you even got there. And, you know, those types of things, just being that example for you, you know, I can't, you know, not as a guy, but just as an older sibling that can say, hey, you know, you're doing the right thing. Um, Also, you know, as the mistakes that I made, I've come back to you and say, hey, don't do it this way. (laughs) Let's do it that way, you know? <laughs> no, no, this is good. You know? This is good because, you know, one of the questions that I had, um, and I don't know if we've ever really talked about some of this, but, I mean, you, you spoke about it, right? So, you know, the parents are like, oh, here's here's another opportunity. Here's something else that we found out. So, you know, we only went to school as far as the same school together in elementary school. And then right. after that, we we went to different middle schools, high schools, and obviously college and everything like that. Did you ever along the way kind of feel like um, you you wanted to share experiences with me? I mean, we, there was a lot of calibration, I would say, when we got back from school, mm-hmm. right, and be in middle school or especially in high school. Like, hey, what do you think about this? But, um, you know, did you ever feel like, oh, man, it would be good to be in school with my little brother? Or were you just kind of like, huh, it is what it is. I'm just I'm rolling. <laughs> No, I think that, you know, as you saw other siblings in school together, you're like, man, that would be cool if we could have shared, you know, some time of being in school together. I can, you know, look out for him and, you know, guide him along the way and say, hey, you know, look out, you know, don't mess with my little brother because he's with me type thing. There's, you know, you probably, I probably definitely had those feelings and say, hmm, but I just knew that you know, we saw the track that you were on from the time that you went to middle school yeah. and you knew that, you know, it was definitely 
based on the schools that we had to choose from in that um, that PG County area, that you were on the best, you do you were going to you know go a lot further educationally and you know special specialty wise than I would ever. And so, and it's never like you know, it was it definitely you had those moments where yeah, I wish that we could you know share some more schooling together. Um, but I don't know, you know, in elementary school, I was pretty hard on you, you know, being the safety patrol and things like that. So you're probably like, I'm over this. I'm, you know, we can go our separate ways. You probably don't know. The question should be to you. Do you feel like we should have been in school together? But no. Um, just, a, just I'm going to pause there. Speaking of like safety patrol, what in the world happened? So my sister, it's interesting, right? Because, oh, this is good. Um, because like, uh, you, you sit back and think about, okay, um, for me, like women examples in my life, strong women and everything like that. And, and if anybody listened to the podcast with my mom, uh, had a you know great kind of explanation of her upbringing, upbringing and how she was the way she was. And my wife is, is strong-willed as well. But it's interesting because I've kind of always been surrounded by that. So my sister has always been in charge. Uh, I mean, even in high school, you know, running SGA, class president, all this type of stuff. But she got a power trip when she got this uh, safety patrol belt. So she's supposed to be out here because we walk to school and stuff like that. And she's supposed to tell people which way to go, you know, stop and, you know, wait for the cars to pass and everything. And then she's going to try to tell me what I could and couldn't do. And, you know, I was like, well, you're my sister. I'm just going to walk across the street. And then this, I was about to call you a chick. Because that's how I still, it's still, obviously, I, I still got a, a little sensitivity. It sounds like it. <laughs> but she going to report me for crossing the street. When, when, I'm like, you There's you gonna... There are rules and you broke them. You're supposed to wait till I told you it was okay to cross and you didn't. So you had to suffer a consequence. Oh, goodness. Yeah. That's so funny. So this, that's interesting. All right. I want, so that's a nugget, right? Um, but. Mm-hmm. One of the questions I had in here was, um, which is pretty cool that you kind of brought that up, but what was your first experience of being a sister? If you can remember, like, of, like, honestly, like, hey, I'm a, I'm a sister. Hmm. It's a great question. Um, I don't know exactly when. Um, I think that, you know, I, more of my memories come probably when I was fifth, sixth grade, probably even around that time um, that you start really, um, you know, because just you and I. So, yeah. and we moved around um, a lot um, as, a, as kids. So we went to like three different elementary schools. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, you know, it's always been a scenario where regardless of what, it's going to be you and me together. Yeah. And so, you know, even as early as, you know, uh, um, our first one in Adams. Um, I think that that was even then. It's just always been us. Yeah. And so I don't think I ever re- not remember just being being the sister. And as we grew up together, and you know, out, even the outside influence, outside friends that we had, our bond has been you know you know pretty solid. You know, you you are going to be the little brother sometimes, but. All in all, I think we, you and I, was just like it's us against everybody. Yeah, and you know we're always going to have each other's back. Um, you know, whenever I called, you were there, and anytime you called me, I was there. 
And, you know, and then as growing up, we're us against the parents. So <laughs> we're, we would never, you know, break that, that uh, secret bond. Yep. Um, it's kind of, you know, we always had each other's back. So, no, I, I just even at early, early ages, I just remember being the sister and then, you know, just growing up together. And I think um, as we were talking about us going to separate schools after a while, that even became even more stronger because we didn't have any other time to spend with each other but at That's home. Real. And so um, we had to make the best of it. Like, hey, we couldn't sit, share the same. We couldn't, we can't get tired of each other because we weren't around each other all the time. A majority of yeah. the day, yeah. That, that, that's good. I'll tell you, my, my first, and I don't, I, I don't know. I'm sure that if I went to a therapist or something, they'll explain to me. But I don't have a lot of like early memories. Mm-hmm. But one of the earliest memories I have is like you mentioned when we were at uh, John Quincy Adams Elementary in D.C. And uh, we used to walk um, to our Mm -hmm. folks, uh, to mom's office. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember one day getting us getting lost. Um, Yeah. I will say that was my, if if I can remember truly, that was probably one of my first memories. Uh, We left school. We were supposed to end up there. And I mean, we we probably took a tour of D.C. by the time we ended up (laughs) at (laughs) But I, we were supposed I, to be where we were supposed we to took be. Took a wrong turn somewhere. Yeah, exactly right. We took the wrong mm-hmm. turn, and I mean, we, I mean, we were had to be no older than five and seven, or maybe seven and nine. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't and that, it's, you know. it's ludicrous. I'm just, and then you brought bringing that up, and I was like, what are we doing walking around DC <laughs> together? I mean, yeah. So we had, I had to been like in second grade. Yeah. Um, and you were what kindergarten? Yeah. So, and we're walking home or walking to, you know, our parents' office from school, which is blocks away. It's not around the corner. <laughs> and so that's kind of nuts. Um, because you know, we have kids now. We will never. Oh. You can't hardly go outside without us playing, watching them. Out, even you can't even get the nice mail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that's pretty kind of crazy. But yeah, I that's a great memory. Like we we did that, and you know, we knew. They showed us how to get there, and we that, that outside of that one time we got lost. We we were hand in hand walking the street to DC, going to where we had to go to after school. So that's a that's a pretty great memory. This is interesting, and people will be like, "Well, this is just going down memory lane with them." But I, I promise you, there's a point here. The other memory, do you remember the the other time that we got lost in an epic way? Mm. Disney World. Remind me. Oh God. <laughs> That was me. Was that me or just both of us? I think that was both of us. We we cut off this carousel, and it's interesting because we went to Disney last year, pre pandemic, which is crazy. Um, I guess that was twenty twenty, um, and that same carousel was there. And I looked. At oh it, wow! And I'm like, wow! And literally, I actually because French and Rebecca were on it, and I literally mm-hmm. walked around that carousel. The whole time, trying to figure out. Well, no, I literally, I just, I followed them yeah. around because I'm like, this is not, about to, it's not gonna happen. This is not <laughs> going to All right, all right, all right. So, that, so still on memory lane. Okay. I I had mentioned that you were always, in my eyes, had always led something. When was the first time you remember being in charge of something? Uh, oh man, um, I. Early, and I mean, I always wanted to because I'm the, I'm always the smallest. Yeah. I'm a petite, I'm a petite person. I'm vertically challenged, so I'm <laughs> under five feet. 
And so I had, I think I had a complex, like you're, mm. no one's going to boss me around. So I, the, the first thing I remember is I'm always wanted to be the, the line leader mm. or, you know, the teacher's helper or those types of things. So that, that was always part of me. Um, you know, any activity that, you know, I was a part of in school, I wanted to be the, the person in charge. So, I mean, that started very, very early. Um, and you know, I just got got a little bit of bossy in me, and I think because I felt I felt from before anybody tried tried me, I had to show that I was tough. Mm. And um, you know, not in a physical way, but you're not going to just because I'm smaller than everyone. I didn't. I just you're not going to try to you know, get over on me or try to you know, push me around. So I kind of put made myself a little got some thick skin, and you know, before you came at me, I was going to come at you and say, "Hey, you got to do what I say," because I'm the one in charge, so. So yeah, I can't fix that. So I mean, you're you're approaching forty. You're only a couple of months mm-hmm. from it, uh, and we talked a lot about that. Do you ever feel that you have let that guard down of of not needing to um, defend or or I will say uh, put on a, in the offense first? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, as I have. Um, validated myself in my mm. career and my expertise and my professionalism um i just you know i kind of garnered the respect prior to me having to even say something about it or you know i'm in, uh, part of organizations where you know it's just the fact that you're there you've done something and so um to something to prove yourself or something to show that you so yeah i, I have let that down i'm not as bossy i think my my daughter has taken on a lot of that <laughs> he is she is the boss. Um, and, you know, it's just because I think naturally she just wants things to be done right. Yeah. Um, and so that I see her a lot of her and me a lot of me and her. Um, and then, you know, just in the roles that I play um, around the household and our business and even in my career, this is just my job. Mm. Um, so I don't necessarily feel that I have to lead with that. I, you know, allow, I'm, I'm a lot mature, more mature now and allow people to, you know, have to, you know, see a certain side of me before I have to, you know, what they call now flex. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I definitely am more diplomatic and allowing for, you know, the people that I have to lead to do what they, you know, respect their jobs, allow them to do what they have to do before I kind of have to say, hey, no, let's, you know, let's do it my way or let's do it this way. Cool. And so that that took some time to really, you know, learn because, you know, um, you know, you, you as as growing up that way or just even that being your your personality, you know, your way is not always the best way. Yeah. And so or the only way I'll say that. That's good. Um, and so um, I'm learning that a whole lot now more now in the last probably, you know, four to five years as um, as we I have our own employees because you know you work for organizations and this you know it's already set up but when you have your own business and then you have to manage your own employees to follow the philosophies and things like that of your organization um i have to learn to be to lead a different way that's good because um you know if they quit then you know it can be kind of detrimental to (laughs) your business because you know they don't like the way they've been treated outside of you know, working for a large corporation that has 2,000 employees, one person quit. All right, well, you find somebody else to take their place or there's other people to do their job. So that has humbled me a little bit and, you know, made me understand that, 
Um, like I said, not, not, my way is not the only way, and there's, you know, more ways to do things uh, as long as the job gets done. So That's good. All right. So, as I said, you're, you're, you're approaching 40. Um, mm-hmm. And typically, you know, at this age, and I was just reflecting on this with one of my friends, but like, you know, when you're younger, you hear midlife crisis and you think people are in their 50s or something like that. But really, like, I think truly, I mean, if the average age is age span or lifespan is about 85 or so. Like we are we, we are in that age of midlife crisis mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily crisis. I think it's more of a midlife reflection of where I've been and where I'm going. And mm-hmm. so as you look back over the past 40 years, uh, are there things that you feel that you are taking with you? And what are the things that you feel that you are leaving behind? Um, yeah, I think that um, you're right. This is the time I, I have really come through a lot of self-actualization and revelation in the last three years mm-hmm. leading up to this time frame that I have my whole entire adulthood. Yeah. Um, and I had to let a lot of stuff go um, over the last, you know, I think the pandemic really, you know, allowed for a lot of people just to kind of just figure things out on their, on their own because you weren't around people and all the noise, That's you know, cool. you weren't around all the noise. Um, so I've had some, uh, some come to Jesus meetings um, with people and individuals who had some, some grave influence over my life over the last, you know, all of my life uh, in some instances. And then also, um, you know, the last 20 years of my life yeah. um, as an adult. And um, I'm leaving a lot yeah. behind. I, you know, this is my thirties were pretty rough for me. Um, and it's just more so because I had to grow up and I didn't realize that I wasn't adulting <laughs> <laughs> until it was too late. Like, Oh man, I, I, I got to, make my, these decisions on my own. There's no one here to help me. There's no safety net. And, um, but that, that in the last few years have really made me understand of how much I was holding on to, um, acceptance, mm-hmm. um, um, and, and believing that I still needed approval, um, for certain individuals to, um, validate the decisions that I was making. And really realizing that, you know, now that I mean, I'm a mom of a, an eight year old and a, a 13 year old this yeah. year. And, you know, I, I only have to make decisions that's going to be best for them. Um, that's going to as far as what the, how it pertains to my life and my husband. And so um, and he has helped me a lot in understanding how important it is to know who you are and live in that and not who everyone else thinks you should be. Um, and that was, that was a hard pill to swallow because even um, for him over the last few years, my husband has, um, you know, started finding himself and getting back to who he really is. And it's helped me understand the importance of doing the same for myself. And I realized that um, coming out of high school, I went to college and I was under the care and keep of my parents. Yeah. Right. And then I met um, my husband in my sophomore year in college, and you know we got took us a while to get serious. But by the time I graduated, um, we were you know pretty serious. And so then my um, time frame, my my life was then 
starting a career and still trying to juggle a, a, a serious relationship. So then, uh, what, three years later, I got married. Yeah. And now I'm under the care and keep of him. And, you know, now it's you know, doing things to build a life with him. And then we had children. And then before you know it, um, you know, my mid-30s. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> well, who am I and what am I doing? <laughs> and so it's like, wow. And then, you know, um, just like I said, life has happened. And you're just like, you, you asked the question earlier, like, did this, is this where you thought you would be? And it's totally not. Mm. And it's not okay because, you know, you really start to you know feel a certain way about everybody like <laughs> i'm not doing anything that i want to do i'm not you know i'm you know and i'm realizing as a parent how much um i hope you can't hear all that noise in the background yeah, sorry um <laughs> um you just you know i was reflecting on my parent and my childhood and what i felt like i didn't get you know not really in the, in the childhood but going to be an adult yeah you know, that's where I start feeling like I I got kind of the short end of the stick from the parenting side of things. And I've shared this with them. Um, and then, you know, um, you know, my husband, he comes from a, a background that he did not have um, great parents um, or really any parenting. So he had to raise himself from a very young age. So he's trying to figure it out along with having a wife and a family. And so as you're the answer, the go back to answering your question. I'm taking um, a new, and I'm taking a lot into my, I'm taking a lot into my forties that I've just recently mm, learned. That's good. And um, all the things that I was dragging on from, you know, I would just say from my early twenties up until um, probably like 38, I'm kind of leaving behind like those things that were, were holding me back from just living life the way that I wanted to, you know, still being responsible and still have to be an adult. And, you know, take care of my responsibilities. But, you know, you kind of realize you don't have to answer to anybody. Yeah. You just like, <laughs> and I, and that was like the hardest thing for me to understand. Like, I don't have to get permission to be happy. I don't have to get permission to do the things that I want to do. You, you know, you have other people in your life. You do have to coordinate and, you know, and talk about it and communicate those things, things so they can even help you do it. Um, however, you know, it's just... Now, as I'm going into 40, I'm excited. Um, I have a, a new plan and I have a new um, set of goals that I'm reaching for for my personal and um, family life. And, you know, it's just really exciting to see what this next decade will you know, bring. That's good. There, there's a lot there. Um, mm -hmm. So. You you kind of talked about like you 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 woke up late thirties kind of like whoa you know what what's going on here, um, mm -hmm. and and I think a lot of people will will take that in a negative sense, but I think there's sometimes there could be a positive sense there too. One to be able to have an awakening, right? Because a lot mm -hmm. of people never wake up, right? You just kind of just right. keep going through whatever motion it is. Um, but I guess the question I have is. What is, I guess, one of your biggest surprises about where you are now in life uh, versus in a regret, right? Or even both. Like, what's one of your biggest surprises or biggest regrets that you have as you look, as you approach 40, that you're like, oh, wow, I didn't expect this? Or, oh, man, I wish I would have done this. Wow, that's a, that's a, a big one. <laughs> um, that's a huge one. Um you know, I think that 
um, and I'm not going to say any huge details. Um, when I was turning 30, or right around, right in around there, uh, my husband and I did a little bit of moving around. Mm-hmm. And um, my largest regret is that I, and this is what I learned eight you know, years later, yeah. that should, I should have just, instead of running back home, um, and that literally is what I did, um, I should have stuck it out and been an adult. Mm. And, you know, realized then that everything is not going to go my way. You remember how I was telling, like, everything, you know, being a leader or trying to tell people what to do, everything doesn't have to go the way that I want it to go. That that should have been the lesson that I learned then or should have, you know, come to that realization then is that it's not going to, life is going to happen and you just have to be flexible and trying to, you know, knowing what you want to do, just, you know, allow things to come into, come to you um you're still gonna go for it and you're still gonna you know put your best foot forward however you you gotta let time and let time and things come into play that's good and i wasn't i wasn't patient um i i wanted it to be a certain way and although i had everything that i probably could have asked for and god did truly bless us at that time I, i i you know i think that my um my short sight of how I wanted uh, how I wanted it to look uh, um, did not allow me to ex- uh, explore the opportunities that I had at that time so that was one of the biggest regrets like I didn't I wasn't mature enough to receive what was given to me and you know it scared me because uh, like I said I didn't get it the way that I wanted to get it or it didn't look like I thought it should look so I, I, I got scared and I ran home and that set um, my, not only myself back, but my family back years. Yeah. Um, instead of just standing strong and and, and taking control. Um, the largest one of the largest surprises is that um, you know, stuff like this. This is this is pretty big. Like <laughs> here, sitting here talking to you like this. Um, this, these opportunities, seeing you know your growth and you know you you've been a you know kind of a workaholic for the last. You know, it's your two years, so about 18, you know, years. Yeah. And, you know, this is a, is a huge surprise to see you kind of just let your hair down and do something that you enjoy recreationally. Um, this is a, a pretty great surprise. Um, you know, also just, you know, the connection uh, with, you know, this family yeah. um, is, is starting to really be important to me. And so, um, although the way that we grew up is kind of like, you know, we're, everybody's far apart. Right. right. And so what is the surprise to me is that, you know, even though we grew up away from our family, um, or my, you know, our parents, our siblings and things like that, cousins, we, you know, like, it's just us. Um, I have a totally opposite, um, feeling about that. Mm -hmm. I want to have the connection. So I'm going to make the effort to ensure that uh, not only my children grow up in a different environment than we did, but, you know, even just myself, I want to have the connection with you and your, your family. And, you know, and so I want, um, so that's, that's kind of surprising to me because, you know, you would think that you're like, Hey, well, I never had it before. So why, what, I know, what am I missing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think in my older age, I just want, and I want that to be connected. And um, so where, you know, we have a very tight knit um, 
intermediate family here at my house, you know, I, you know, we've talked offline and even with your wife, I was like, hey, no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to ensure that we build a bond and continue that bond that was built, you know, 38 years ago for you. Um, And even with our kids, they get together and, you know, they're inseparable. So it's it's really, really great to just know that that love is there. And, you know, um, so that's kind of, that's the surprising part for me. It's just, you know, I, I, I do want to be a family. I do want to, (laughs) you know, grow in that space. So that's pretty cool. That's good. That's good. All right. So, I want to pivot kind of towards, you know, still still reflecting, but looking towards the future, right? So, mm-hmm. you, you as you've mentioned, you're a wife, mom, businesswoman, entrepreneur, uh, but but you're only forty, right? So th- there's a lot to come. Uh, I guess the first thing is, um, how do you balance this, right? Because I mean, not only do you have your own career, and I've had it for a while, but you know, your husband, he's you know, super entrepreneur. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. he was the first person that was interviewed on this podcast. So whomever, yeah. you know, go, go all the way back to episode number three, after the introductory pod, uh, episodes, you, you hear, you know, I won't start with Jay Haleen. Um, but I mean, I guess, how do you balance all of that? Right. Because in my mind, I look at it, you come, it's, it's almost full circle back to uh, elementary, middle high school Emerald that I knew that, Hey, I'm, I'm doing everything. I'm just in charge. Right. <laughs> we just yeah. rip, ripping and yeah. running with it. Uh, so, so how are you balancing it? Um, I'm, I'm learning to do it balance better. Yeah. Um, what I, the funny part is the, the, the key to the balance is to ha- ask for help. Mm. You know, um, I was trying to, for a long time, do everything on my own. That's good. And I still, and I still try to do that, you know, literally up until today, you know, um, Jay was, we had some things going on. So he said, so what's your plan for the day? I said, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And he said, well, wait a minute, what, you know, what do you, what do I need to do? You know, now our sister, what did she need to do? And I was like, uh, I said, um, yeah, so I guess you can do this and she can do that. And, you know, it actually made the day go better, but the balance, how do I balance it is to now is to um, take help when it's offered, um, and ask for help when I, and I need it. Um, I have not learned to say no yet. Mm. Um, I'm working on it. I'm working on saying, no, I can't do this. And no, I can't do that. Um, Cause that will, that will allow me not to have to feel like I'm dropping the ball in certain areas. Um, I can't, you know, with the kids, you know, you just, you can't say no to too much outside of, you know, cause they, they need food they need shelter. They need, you know, clothes cause they grow every single minute of the day. So, you know, that that's where the adult team part comes in. You have to take care of your responsibility and you still have to entertain them and, you know, make sure they have a well-rounded and life and, you know, our activities and things like that. So, um, you know, the balance just comes in and just not taking on as much. Yeah. But then more so is the is the taking the assistance when it's offered and then also um, asking for help. Um, that was hard for me, and um, but it's been the, one of the better things that have allowed me to become who I am today, and you know keep um, moving forward. You know, because it allows you if you don't have to do everything, that allows you to have uh, one extra hand free to do something else, 
that will actually push you, you know, forward and allow you to grow. I, I, and, I just want um, to pause right here because you are dropping some super nuggets. And I hope <laughs> that people hear it, right? Because um, you, you, you spoke about, you know, how do you, you know, when I asked the question, how do you balance? And you literally said, ask for help, right? And I think a lot of times, uh, even a lot of super women that I've interviewed, you know, and, and nothing against them, right? Because everybody's trying to figure this out, right? Um, mm-hmm. um, but literally, a part of that balance is having someone help you out along the way. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a that's a challenge for most, I would say, super women and just people overall that feel that they have to do this on their own. And I think Western society just kind of encourages you just to try to figure it out on your own versus just saying, hey, I need help and let me let, let someone help to carry this load. I mean, well, honestly, that's based on Christianity, but um, in general, <laughs> uh, I think that's that's really good. That's really good. I'm glad that you dropped that in there. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, you're you're taught to be independent. You're taught to do things on your own. You're taught to, you know, um, just, this is what makes you stronger is to, you know, carry all of these things. And, it's, you know, it's totally the opposite. Like, you really need help. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so blessed to have a spouse who, you know, um, who can recognize that without me even saying anything. Because I, honestly, I'm not the best communicator. <laughs> and so um, I'll just, like, I'll just just sit in the corner and just be like, don't talk to me because I got all this stuff to do. And, you know, he'll be like, you, didn't you just say you had to do this? Or I thought you remember you said I did it. Yeah, I got to do that too. And I got to do this and I got to do that. And he said, well, why don't, what can I do? Mm. And so, um, and so I said, and then, you know, that makes you stop and think like, is there something else that somebody can do? And, you know, you start, relieving some of that pressure and you know and it's not just in, in business it's in life handling the kids it's you know even you know just personally like i just need a nap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know um can i just you know can i work on this later or can i you know let's just not do something today so that i can just take a breather and you know you have other people around you that can you know hold you up and say hey yeah sure i'll take that off your plate so you can, you know, have some time for you. And that is also a thing I'm taking it to forward is like really being intentional about finding some time for me. And I don't even know what I'm going to do in that time or yeah. what I or I need to do in that time because I haven't had it in so long. But, um, you know, that's just this is important to me to um, have just a selfish moment every once in a while to just do what Emmert wants to do. And so I'm I'm working on that. That's a work in progress, you know, but there's that's something that I am adamant about that, you know, finally just need to just be able to do something for myself. And then our kids are more you know, extremely independent now. They're at an age that they don't need me right. to do things for them. I'm I'm and so, so that, I'm so waiting for that age, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Um, but that is you know, that helps because, you know, they're not so reliant on me being there twenty four seven. You know, I have to make them come out of their rooms now to see, you know, to get some fresh air because they're just like, you know, stuck in there doing their what they want to do. But, um, yeah, so that that's that. That's that's how the balance for me um, works is that now I understand the importance of getting help. And that um, that was a, a revelation that came pretty, you know, in the last couple of years as well. And I was like, man. That, that works. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. So rounding it out, 
what's mm-hmm. next, right? <clears throat> you turn 40. It's coming up as you look towards the next 40 years. Are there things that that you're saying, hey, I, I want to do this or I want to do things differently? You've kind of already talked about what you're leaving behind and taking forward. But, you know, as you look, you know, over the next decade or so, what are you what are you seeing that you want to either accomplish or see or do uh, that that's on your on your list? Oh, man, it's, I'm just so excited about I mean, going into this next decade, I, I'm i in, in expectation mm. of some amazing things going on. And it's not like, oh, I'm waiting for it to come. No, I'm going to get it. You know, um, my family and I have some uh, very aggressive financial goals and lifestyle goals and things like that. So and we're actively working towards that. So um, there may still be some relocating uh, relocation that needs to happen in our, in our family. Um, there may be, you know, letting some people go out of our lives. Yeah. Um, there, there's going to be a, a a lot of shifts and changes that's going to go on to ensure that um, we're going to be putting ourselves in the best situation to um, thrive. And you know, our children are at a, at a point where they know, you know, a little bit of what they want, but you know, they're they're going to be entrepreneurs. They're going to be business owners. My daughter has two businesses already yeah. and you know and she wrote a book already she's getting ready to finish her second one and so my son he wants to start a um he's about to turn eight he wants a youtube channel and nice. you know want to be able to you know express himself that way so you know that's because he's watching his dad and yeah. the things that he's doing so it's you know we're we're the washington's are, washington's about to rock and roll um <laughs> We are, you know, you're probably going to get tired of seeing and hearing about us, but it's going to be in good things and always, you know, in positive um, manner. But we we have we have a lot to give. We have a lot to share um, and our and our heart is serving. And so we, you know, we want to build up the people who we are around. We want to um, encourage entrepreneurs and people who come from challenged backgrounds that they don't have to stay in the way where they are. There are other ways to make a living. and live their lives. So that's our service part. And, you know, like I said, growing in our family as far as, you know, just the reconnecting and, you know, building relationships and things like that. And um, the, from the business perspective, there's just opportunity, endless opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we're just positioning ourselves correctly so that we can um, be ready for when, you know, when, when the, uh, when those, great opportunities, you know, really, you know, bloom yeah. and present themselves. So, you know, we're not, you know, we're not letting life live us. We're going to live life. Mm. And I am really, you know, I'm excited about what is to come. Um, my career, I just started a, a fantastic job um, doing something that I actually love, which is, like I said, is leading and guiding individuals um, from a um, HR perspective and, you know, helping uh, one of my dearest friends run um, an office that um, she didn't even expect that she was going to have. Right. But she got into this position and I was in the right position to be able to, you know, being her, be her wingman and, you know, help her, you know, take this on this um, new opportunity for her. So, you know, that's a great opportunity for me. And so I'm, I'm just I'm just excited about what's to come. and. You know, I'm not going to let anything or anybody, you know, kind of deter me from what I know I want to do. That's good. I tell you what, man, 
y'all superwomen have put bows on the end of these podcasts better than I could have ever done. And that right there was great. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you for taking the time. No problem. Thank you for inviting me. I, you know, I'm truly honored to be on your platform and um, excited about what you're doing and, you know, what you're going to continue to do. This is your, you know, you're really reaching the people um, and, you know, just letting them have a little bit of you, but just sharing, you know, some, <laughs> some great, some great knowledge. I love the podcast. I listen to it every week and I, you know, I just really enjoy what you're doing. So thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All right. So I give, I give the, our audience an opportunity they wanted to connect um somebody you know young woman or somebody was like hey i, I love it um you know mentorship connect is learn um how would one get in touch with you if, if they desire to okay if you want to um, reach out to me my email address is emerald e-m-e-r-a-l-d at jhaleen.com that's j j h a l e e m dot com and um, I'm on social media, not that often, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I am at Mrs. J. Halim on Instagram and Emerald M. Washington on Facebook. Awesome. So, yeah, so that's it. where I am. Yeah. No problem. Well, hopefully, hopefully there's you know folks on here that, that have heard and want to reach out and learn, um, you know, or just just thank you for for being on it. And so. Uh, to all of you all that have tuned in today, we hope that you all have enjoyed this episode, learned something new, got to um, learn a little bit, a little bit more about me through my sister, and you know, understand the crazy that I have, uh, as well as <laughs> um, obviously um, uh, unmitigated or unresolved uh, feelings about crossing guards. And um, <laughs> but we hope that you all have have enjoyed the podcast today. As, as always, we love if you would like, share. Uh, you know, rate, review. Um, if you've updated your iPhone, Apple now asks that you will follow versus just subscribe. So if you would make sure that you're following the podcast and, and you're ready to hear uh, when new episodes drop. So I just want to thank you again, Emerald, for closing out this Superwoman series and, uh, and putting a perfect bow on it and taking the time again today. Thank you again. It's my pleasure. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you share it and uh, we'll see you after a while.